Hello and welcome to Soccer 101. My name is Daryl Grove and I'm joined by a man with no lines on his face. <laughs> his name is Taylor Rockwell. That is a lie, but a very nice lie. Hey buddy, how you doing? People can't see. People can't see. Um, we are here to talk about mm-hmm. the lines on the field. We certainly are. Or the pitch. We're transatlantic. We either can, one. We can go either Whichever. way. Whichever. Uh-huh. So on today's show, we are going to describe to you the, the lines on a, on a soccer pitch or on yeah. a football field. Football pitch or soccer field. Yeah. Um, and also the history behind them, how they got there. Because it started off... A lot more bare bones. Uh, yes, yes, that is definitely a fair way to put it because uh, it started off with like broken bones is how I'm going to see this one because uh, the first time we kind of have like ideas about lines and about dimensions would be around 1863. Take which, me back, Taylor. Take me back to 1863. It's, it's your people founding things uh-huh. is where it tends to be. What did but, it look like? What did it look like in 1863? Not much by all accounts. It seems like you needed a very large open space Hopefully open. I don't know if there were trees allowed. But yeah. you, it was basically up to 200 yards long and up to 100 yards wide. And so, important to know. A big old space. A big old space mm-hmm. if you could find it, if mm-hmm. you could secure it somewhere in England. Yeah. Um, and then basically there are not lines on the field, right? So nah. the typical like uh, the touch line um, and the goal line that we know today – it just wasn't there, nope. right? They just planted maybe some corner flags. They, they, yeah, you have corner flags and that's it, which which I still like. It took me a while to realize it's just one of those because we have our modern understanding of the field to go back and look. It's like, oh, OK, so they're the corner flags, the end lines, got it right. And then to read on like and then they made end lines and goal lines. And it's yeah. like, oh, they just had flags out there. I mean, to be fair, if you realistically, right, 1863, yeah. you haven't got time to be like painting lines no, all over the field. You haven't, got the, you haven't got the equipment. No, Paint like, isn't readily available. And you, don't, and you also don't have like professional facilities or stadiums or anything like yeah. that. Obviously, so any area you're going to be playing, you're not going to have and the authority to paint it all off. You're just going to have to go with what you got with what's there. Here's the weird thing. If you've played mm-hmm. pickup soccer, yeah. then you've probably experienced this, right? Mm-hmm. I've played plenty of games where we've literally got sure. just yep. four cones or four shoes to just mark out the four mm-hmm. corners of the field. And then you just sort of roughly abide by where the uh, yeah. where the, the sidelines, the touchlines probably are, right? Yeah, you and do not have no, VAR in this system. Yeah, and no. you don't, there's no water subject saying, over the line, <laughs> right? You just, no. you just sort of take a guess at it. What you did right. have, though, which, which does stand the test of time, here we are many, many years later, you had the goalposts set eight yards apart, which is exactly what they still are today. Never changed. It's never changed. Mm-hmm. Someone just guessed that the first time and got it right. They, they, well they done. sure did. Well done to that person. Do we have a crossbar, though? We do not. We don't have that until 1875. So... Uh, uh, the I think the modern understanding would be eight yards by eight feet is yes. the dimension of the goal. We have the eight feet, I'm going to guess, in 1875. So it's eight feet high is where the crossbar is. Yes, and that seems to be sort of right because rugby, it's still like you can kick just like between the two posts, right? Yeah, for three points. There we go. Yeah. So it seems like, like, like the rules and the lines – uh, implementation in soccer slash football sort of show also the moving away from other sports because yeah, yeah. I think soccer in its ori- original incarnation in 1863 you had a lot of variations of it probably there was some handling that they tried to rule out we'll get to that one in a moment but I think you can start to see the way the sport evolves by looking at some of the lines yep. and some of the dimensions well speaking mm-hmm. of um, handling yeah, yeah. Uh, one big rule change is coming it's yep. the addition of the halfway line yes. right? what year do we get the actual halfway line Taylor? 1887 1887 uh, yeah. you get the halfway line and why do we get the halfway line I love, I love the way it's written is uh, to prevent the goalkeeper from handling and then I've added wherever uh, because essentially up until that point again I'm going to assume this is similar to 
uh, rugby and, and other sports where you have one player who's, I mean, in rugby you can use everybody, but in this situation I'm guessing it was one player could just handle the ball wherever, wherever he wanted. Could yeah. handle the ball wherever he mm-hmm. wanted on the field. And a major change was they add the halfway line so we can only handle in his own half. Yes. Let's, let's just think about this for a minute. <laughs> Whether he could go full field or only yeah. halfway, mm-hmm. I'm going to guess the only... Um, disincentive to the goalkeeper not going and handling everywhere mm-hmm. is that he has to leave the goal. Right, right? exactly. Apart yeah. from that, he he can go all in. He can, but also knowing what we know about like rules regarding tackling in that t- time period, oh, I'm yeah, going to yeah. imagine that also maybe he becomes more of a target to get crushed yeah. and then drop the ball, and then the other team goes the other way. So it's safer to go and maybe yeah. but, safer to maybe go in ten goals. But I do like how you can see this sort of like okay, 1887. We're going to install like we got to have a mid- midfield line so people can only handle it on their half. Then you go to 1891. This and is suddenly this is like, where it starts to look more familiar. Yeah, right? but this is also when I just like the idea of like you can handle it anywhere. Okay, now only on your half okay that's still too much uh we're gonna move it four years later to or however many years later to now you've only got it 18 yards from goal so 1891 mm-hmm. is where we get the first 18 yard line yep. worth noting it's not an actual penalty area no. like you think of today it is um essentially a dotted line yep 18 yards from goal yep that goes side to side it right does. so that's one major addition mm-hmm. the other major addition is you actually finally get um a, a touch line um, and a goal line. I don't know how that took 28 years, but I'm going to guess yep. this kind of corresponds with the formalizing of yeah, football in, 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 uh, in England. And as people start to play more standardized rules and uh-huh. get everybody on the same page, move towards... Let's say in Britain. Let's also give uh, our Scottish, say, our Scottish cousins some Let's credit. say Britain. That's yeah. fair. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, so I think that is where you start to see this sort of like, okay, now we've got to have it a bit more formalized. Maybe we're moving towards one day pops, possibly potentially having like organized teams. <laughs> uh, so let's, uh, let's make sure we have dimensions and boundaries. All right. So so in 1891, I don't mm-hmm. see any specific uh, sort of uh, the goal line, which right. is, you know, the, the, the back line, essentially mm-hmm. you would call it, right? So if, you, if it goes out, it's a goal kick or a corner kick, or if it goes between the goals, it's a goal. Um, and then the touch line, which are the, uh, we call it the sideline sometimes mm-hmm. in the US as well. There's no dimensions in, in 1891. Now there are specific dimensions that FIFA mm-hmm. stipulate in law one. So right. I think it's worth letting people know what those stipulations are sure. right now. Do you right. have those numbers? I do indeed. So for uh, basically the international games, so the big competitions, you've got a maximum length of 110 to 120 yards, or like that's your range. Your width would be 70 to 80 yards. Yep. Uh, and then for like all other competitions, they loosen it up a little bit more. They give a bit more flexibility, uh, length between 100 and 130 yards by uh, 50 to 100 yards. So It's actually quite a lot of leeway, it right? It really is, because yeah. there's a big difference between 100 by 50 and 130 by yeah. 100. Uh-huh. And yeah. the, the only other rule in there is the touchline must be longer than the goal line. Yes. It has to be rectangular, even if you can barely tell at Yankee Stadium. <laughs> um, but I do like these 1891 editions because, as I said, this really feels like where it starts to be a game of, okay, we've got to have limitations of what you can and can't do. Yep. That's why you also have the center circle coming in. I'm assuming that's yes. to prevent people from being very aggressive from the kickoff. Mm-hmm. You give the... Yeah, there's a, so there's a, the center circle is a 10-yard yep. radius mm-hmm. um, so that you can't essentially encroach or, <laughs> I'm guessing in 1991, attack someone right. as, they're t- as they're taking kickoff. Exactly. And then you also have the goalkeeper area, which is sort of confusing because it's basically like two half circles around the posts. We're assuming that's so that you could take goal kicks and have restarts. Yeah, so yeah, it's the goalkeeper's area, Mm -hmm. we think, for restarts. But, I mean... If I'm going to be immature about it, yeah. it looks like a pair of boots. It does. Right? So it starts it's about... It's kind of confusing. It's either two yards or two feet either side of the goal, mm-hmm. and two semicircles that come and then meet each other mm-hmm. um, 
in the center of the goal. Right? I'm choosing to imagine believe, a bird. It looks like a bird. I'm choosing to believe that that is a also a W would be fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm choosing to believe that that was like again uh, British stiff upper lipness, and it was like, well, goalkeeper doesn't need all that space. Let's yeah. make it two half circles instead of is one it, rectangle. Is it also yeah British stiff upper lipness, and then they're also massively repressed in the Victorian age? Yes, that their, their sexual things just keep seeping out accidentally. That must be it. That's definitely <laughs> it. Um, but again, with the idea of having to have rules. This is where you also have the imp- implementation of the penalty line. Yes. It's 12 yards from goal. It is, again, from one side of the field to the other, similar to the 18-yard box. Mm-hmm. But you now have the idea of uh, penalties can be taken anywhere on that line, but you have the idea of penalties. Now you're penalized for yep. uh, murdering opposition players and aggressively <laughs> tackling. And yeah, and for, for fouls inside that dotted 18-yard right. line, mm-hmm. you get a free shot, essentially, there it is. from that 12-yard line. Yep. And that has evolved into the modern penalty area and penalty spot i've got a question for you Mm -hmm. if you won a penalty um in 1891 that first of all that field doesn't it just feel like like they have to have these lines because otherwise they're just going to be destroyed immediately i just picture it being very muddy very wet yeah and those lines only existing on like the sidelines and that's maybe why they had to make them go all the way to the end (laughs) so they'd be like oh there it is that one little tiny stretch that hasn't been destroyed by all the the footprints yeah all right but let me conduct my thought all right let's do it um you win a penalty Mm -hmm. in 1891 ah why would you take the shot anywhere other than from the dead center of that 12-yard penalty line? You're kicking against a goalkeeper who only has one leg, and they can't get to the other side fast enough. Okay, is there any value to sort of go in slightly to the right, slightly to the left, like um, far right, far left? I think actually, center gives you the best angles all around. Except that maybe what they don't want to do is give you one tiny spot, because again, I'm going to guess that those fields were not very good, probably got torn up, maybe you've got puddles. You don't want, you want to insist that the ball has to be in a spot. Oh, and if the been, penalty spot was in a giant yeah, puddle. Exactly, yeah. so maybe it gives you a little bit of flexibility Flexibility, although yeah, yeah. The, I think maybe what so I would go with, first with is some drain grass. the puddle. Yes, <laughs> drain the puddle. Yeah, drain the puddle before you go about taking the penalty fourteen or forty yards from goal instead of fourteen. We're not the Dutch. We're not draining things successfully <laughs> okay. in eighteen ninety one. Not so much. <laughs> All right. So um, in the future, this mm-hmm. field is going to start to look a lot more like a modern soccer field. But yes. Before we get to uh, to modernity, mm-hmm. um, today's show is yeah. sponsored by ExpressVPN. With mm-hmm. ExpressVPN. There are no boundaries, nope. no lines yeah. about the type of content you can watch. <laughs> That's right. They've, it's very 1863, but 2019. Yeah, instead of it being like the lines of like your specific country where you're allowed to operate with your ISP, instead they've opened everything up. They've removed all the lines, uh-huh. and now you can access anything anywhere whenever you want. So the way a VPN works, mm-hmm. and if you've heard a few Soccer 101 episodes, you should, you should know by now. A VPN lets you say that your IP is from wherever you say it is. Mm-hmm. You can, for example, um, say that your IP is from Taiwan. Um, and then you can get a subscription to 11, mm-hmm. 11 Sports, which allows you to watch all of the Premier League for very little money. Mm-hmm. So that's one way that you can use um, a VPN to watch soccer. There you go. But you can also use ExpressVPN on your computer, on your mobile device, digital media players like Fire TV. You've got a lot of flexibility there. And they protect you every time you go online. All your network data is encrypted. So you're secure and safe from hackers or from anybody else who wants to know what your future dimensions might be. If you're a planner <laughs> who's coming up with new designs for new fields, you'll never be hacked. They'll never be exposed. Don't worry. <laughs> so, so Break down the lines and protect mm-hmm. your online activity today. Find out how you can get three months free at expressvpn.com slash soccer. I'm going to spell it out for you, Taylor. Mm-hmm. It's express, E-X-P-R-E-S-S, 
vpn.com slash soccer for three months free with a one-year package. One more time, visit expressvpn.com slash soccer to learn more. Thank you very much to ExpressVPN for sponsoring today's episode of Soccer 101. There are a few more uh, changes to the way the field looks. And as you said, in 1902, we start to get like the field dimensions, field lines, the field that looks very similar to what we have today. It's almost there. Pretty much. By 1902, mm-hmm. right? So what, what do we add in 1902? Uh, basically, the penalty, uh, the penalty box, the midfield line, the goalkeeper box are all structured as we know them today. So instead of the, the W, the boobs, the butt, you've got just a six-yard box. You've got a penalty box instead of the line going across the field. You've got the center line with the midfield circle with like the dot to let you know where you need to take kickoff. You've got all that stuff mm-hmm. that makes it very clear. And so let's maybe mm-hmm. talk about what some of these things are for. Sure. Right? What like so the eighteen the eighteen mm-hmm. yard box, the penalty area, any foul within there, mm-hmm. that's a penalty kick. Right. You put it on the twelve yard penalty spot, that's where you're taking your penalty from. I have a question for you there. Yeah. Why do you think I, I have a guess, but I'm wondering if you have a guess as well or, or a better idea. Why do you think they went from just from like eighteen anywhere at eighteen yards uh, from the end yeah. line is where a foul can occur, where you're going to get a penalty, to kind of shortening it up to the modern penalty box. I'm glad you asked this because I was wondering the same thing yeah. earlier on today. My guess is that when you are like down the wing, mm-hmm. there doesn't feel like an immediate threat on goal. Yeah. So it probably felt weird to be giving um, penalty kicks uh, for, for fouls that are committed like way, way wide and away from goal. Yes. Right? And it yeah. does, I would say whoever did, whoever did come up with this system, mm-hmm. it really works. It, it really is, does. It is a, roughly where there's a threat to goal is where the penalty area is. And, and it may be a self-fulfilling prophecy, but that's definitely what it feels like, right? Once you're in the area, you're sort of like, yeah. oh, there could be a goal here. It's, it's danger time. You never <laughs> know. It, and it's even weird to me when teams have possession in the opposition 18. That is insane to me because I'm just like, wow, they're so close to goal. Mm-hmm. How are they not going to find a way through? Sometimes they don't. But I also <laughs> think like it's worth remembering how that which is very standard and normal to us today, the way a soccer field pitch uh, looks – is actually kind of strange because for me, like, yeah, it makes sense. Like, you've got an end line, and now you've got a, a 12-yard line, now you've got an 18-yard line, now you've got a midfield line. Like, just lines, it's a grid system. It makes total sense. Yeah. So to have these weird adjustments where suddenly, actually, it's this box, and then even a smaller box, and then there's, like, a half circle on top of it, and then there's another circle in the middle. <laughs> it's a lot of different shapes that don't seem like they're that kind of strange, but when you look at the evolution of them, you realize like, oh, yeah, a line does make more sense. But then you see how that maybe didn't work and how they had to adjust it. So and I'm just, appreciative for people's spatial awareness. It's evolution and problem solving. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah. Evolution and problem solving. Can we talk about the six yard box? Sure. Six yard box to me is fascinating. It's strange, right? Because it's there and it seems like it should be more important. Mm-hmm. But really, it's only used for goal kicks. Right. Right. That's yeah. it. And I think maybe it's just that uh, turning it into that rectangle allows the goalkeeper to take the goal kick from wherever uh, he or she wants. So you can put it on the, on one side. Like, it's not dependent on which side of the field it goes out. It used to be, right? I think it's when I was a kid, we used to. I think it probably was. And I think now the rule is once you put the ball down, that's where you have to take yeah. it from. You can't then pick it up, run it over, put it back down and kick mm-hmm. it, which I do think used to be a rule when I was a kid. But aside from that, it, like, the only other thing I, we talked about a, a little bit about is I think like, very unofficially, at least my understanding has been that, like a goalkeeper challenging for a ball in that six-yard box is maybe going to get a little bit of an advantage yeah. versus outside of the six-yard so, box. That's definitely not an official right, no. law. Mm-hmm. It's not in any guidelines to no. referees. It may just be a sort of unconscious thing mm-hmm. that you see the keeper in the six-yard box where he gets to take the goal or she gets to take the goal kicks from. 
and you sort of think that they're more protected there. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, it's interesting. Might, it, it's, an, it's an odd thing because just having it be a rectangle for a thing that already existed yep. just seems odd. But I, I guess if you're just going with like now we're going with rectangular shapes instead <laughs> of weird circles, maybe it makes sense. So I'm looking at the field in 1902 mm-hmm. um, and I can see three things that are still going to be added. Okay. Um, I don't know the date, but mm-hmm. at some point we get those little semicircles in the corners. Oh, yeah. I don't know when those are. I so forgot a, about that. It's yeah. a one-yard radius. Uh-huh. I couldn't find when they were added, but it's a one-yard radius from the corner. And, and it's a little mm-hmm. semicircle. And that's essentially where you can place the ball down to take a corner kick. Yeah. I never thought about that. Yeah. I don't know when those were added. But that is another uh, good invention that drives people crazy these days. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know why players always want to position that ball as far outside of the box as they possibly can. I guess to give them a better run-up in a crowded stadium. But still, the they always do way, it. Basically, yeah. Right? Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. All uh-huh. right. But yeah, you add those. What else you got? Um, I also uh, see there is no arc at the mm-hmm. top of the penalty area in 1902. So what year do we get the arc at the top of the penalty area? And what is it for? I feel like this is the question we get the most. It is. What is that arc for? Added in 1937, it's essentially to guarantee that if you're taking a penalty kick, there can be no opposition players within in 10 yards of, yep. of the ball because if you're 12 yards from goal, like if the players are staying at the top of the 18, then they can interfere. They can They'll get your way. From you. Yeah, I mean, like, like think about uh, players who start their run-up like almost at the top of the 18. If you've got a person right there who's really close, they can, you know, get in your way. They can refuse to yeah. move and now you've got to adjust for them. And, there's, and then there's what's, what happens if the penalty mm-hmm. kick is like saved yep. or rebounds. Like those those people were six yards from you. Mm-hmm. Now they've got to be 10 yards from you, right? right? So you, they don't have that advantage of sort of catching up with you after the penalty has mm-hmm. been saved or rebounds back in some way. Right, and that, I think, was the first rule in terms of the dimensions of the field that was proposed by a number of different uh, footballing nations, not just the home nations. So I believe I saw it referred to as the first rule or like field dimension rule made outside of uh, the UK. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah, for a time, Ireland was part yep. of Britain, mm-hmm. and they kind of came up with the idea for the uh, the penalty spot. They sure did. Is is what I read. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then continental uh, countries uh, yeah. came up with the idea for the penalty. Cousins. Yep. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and it was adopted in 1937. So that's two. You said there were three more. What's the third thing? Well, there's one that's now in the laws of the game. Mm-hmm. It says a mark may be added mm-hmm. ten yards from the corner flag. Right. Um, to denote essentially that a player can't be within 10 yards right. um, of the corner. But again, I can't find the date of when that was added. And it's a weird one where it's optional, mm-hmm. right? There's nothing that says it must be there. It says a mark may be added. Yeah, not- I, guess, I guess if it's not added, then it's just the referee is trusted to figure out how far 10 yards yeah. is. Not a thing you see in, in like narrower fields because I think they don't want the physical reminder of how narrow that <laughs> field is because usually you've got like... 10 yards, then that line, then a few more yards, then the top of the, or like the side of the 18. Yep. Whereas on very small fields, that line maybe doesn't exist because maybe that line is inside the 18. So 1937, mm-hmm. the field is complete, yep. basically. It's as it is today. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything else we need to describe in terms of the, the makeup of the field? Any questions you think people might have in terms of like, why is this thing here? What does this thing do? One thing I think we could probably maybe clarify a little bit more is some of the terms we've been using. We've gotten that question before, right? Because we've said like touchline inter- intermittently in this uh, yeah. in this episode. Sideline be... is how some people might know it. Exactly. But the official the official name for it is the touchline. Mm-hmm. Do we do we want to talk about where that came from? 
I'm, I'm guessing it comes from rugby, mm-hmm. and I'm also guessing it comes from the idea that it goes into touch once you put it over that line, mm-hmm. because then it's a throw-in right. that puts it back in. Think, Literally, yeah. you touch it to throw it back yeah, in. Yeah, like, I think it's the first place you're legally allowed to touch the ball again yeah. uh, because it's gone out of play. Unless you're that crazy goalkeeper, ranging all over the field, <laughs> punching things. Yeah, exactly. So you, <laughs> you've got that one, and then we've said goal line, end line. Would you say those can be used interchangeably? Well, according to FIFA, mm-hmm. the end line, like yep. at the very back of the field, is just called the goal line, right. even though only the, what, eight yards in mm-hmm. the middle is the actual part where exactly. it's a goal. Yeah. But they use the word goal line. We've kind of colloquially, I think as, a, as an entire globe, started saying um, end line to, to differentiate between what's a goal and then what's a corner kick or a goal kick. Yeah. I also feel like because we end up using it as a way, especially writers use it as a way to break up how you're describing a goal. So it ends up being like, it crossed over the line. Like that is always a dramatic yeah. way of explaining that a goal happened. So maybe that's why we don't want to say like goal line and have it not be a goal. All right. Anything else? No, I think that's – we've covered most of them. The only other one that maybe is worth mentioning is there have been slight variations at different times. But the, the biggest one, the one that I could find most easily, would be the 35-yard line, 35-yard oh, so offside are, line, courtesy of the NASL. So these are attempts to experiment yeah. with the markings mm-hmm. on the field. Yes. So 1972. See, they, they went back to the uh, like 1897 model. Of, like, we just need lines. We just want lines <laughs> on the field now. 1972, mm-hmm. the NASL in the United States of America adds a 35 excuse me mm-hmm. 35 yard line um, and you can only be it's called the 35 yard offside line right mm-hmm. you can only be offside behind that line and it seems to add a lot more space to the game because defenses can't push up really beyond that 35 yard line and catch someone offside right, right? so suddenly a lot more space in midfield mm-hmm. yeah uh, yeah and then i almost like from- pressing would not work in the nasl no it certainly would not and the idea was that it's supposed to maybe i'm misunderstanding so hopefully you can help me make sense of this or say like yeah that logic doesn't really work but the idea was they didn't want defenses to be able to trap attackers as much but now if you only let them push up 35 yards, aren't you essentially keeping them closer to goal? So doesn't that mean even if you have more space in midfield, doesn't it make it harder for the attacker to get on the end of a breakaway or something like that? No, because more space in midfield inevitably means the game is more open. Okay. Right? Interesting. Yeah. I guess maybe I, I still like why do you say that? What do you mean? Because it has to, right? Like if you can't if you can't like have your defensive line up really high and your mm-hmm. midfield and your forwards all uh, close together in like a tight 4-4-2, yeah. for example, um, you can't do that if you can't catch someone offside more than 35 yards from goal, right? That's so true. So you have to then bring the defense back to about 35 yards mm-hmm. out. So suddenly the game is stretched and there's a lot more space in midfield. It theoretically makes it um, a more attacking game. Maybe I'm just seeing this from like a more like modern like idea of it but in my mind if I know I can only step 35 yards from goal and that's it my back line would be right there my midfield would be like 5 yards ahead of them 10 yards ahead of them completely blocking off everything and now you have to go over the top and do a shorter amount of space maybe this but, is why you're not you weren't an NASL I know coach, this is right? what this yeah. is why it's just I'm glad we tried to make sense of that because that one threw me a little bit as to like how does that fail well, the attacking team this but might, throw you, more this might throw you even further in mm-hmm. 1974 my favorite the NASL decides we're also going to use this 35 yard line from which to take a shootout penalty kick. Bring it back. Yeah. Bring it back. The dribbling penalty kick. I do love all the purists who are like, oh, penalties are such a terrible way to decide the game. Like, it needs to be more about, like, like individual effort and skill. And then it's like, well, do the NASL shootout. It's like, no. NASL? No. Never. 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 And it's like, <laughs> well, that kind of solves the problem that you're looking for. Well, FIFA weren't massively impressed because so in 1982, they mm-hmm. said to the NASL, 
please can you remove that 35-yard <laughs> line and stop doing those weird penalty shootouts? Oh, is, that when it, is that when it stops? Yeah, FIFA said, please stop doing this. And yet MLS brought it back. MLS brought it back um, to decide tied games mm-hmm. in 96. They didn't bring, as far as I can tell, I went back and looked, they didn't bring the line back because it wasn't part of the regular 90-minute game. It was just the, uh, the dribbling, uh, am, I, am I using the right phrase here? The dribbling penalty shootout? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hockey style is the probably hockey easier sp- yeah, one to go Hockey with, yeah. style penalty shootout, mm-hmm. yeah. So they brought that back. They did not bring back the 35-yard line. Okay. Are there any changes you would make to the uh, the current field? No. You'd look I, at a I'm, soccer I'm, field and be like, I think it needs this. I don't think so. No? I, I, I think I like it as it is. Maybe I'm just not a visionary enough. But You're traditionalist. I, I wouldn't mind bringing back the uh, the hockey style, NASL style shootouts. And maybe for that, you would need a little dot 35 yards from goal. So but you just had a dot. Yeah, I think so. Out. All right. I think so. That's nice. It's not so much extra work for the groundsman then either. Uh-huh. Right? They haven't got to paint a whole line. They just got to just put a dot. Or instead of like 35 yards in five seconds, you do like like the like the top of the center circle in seven seconds. I don't know. And then yeah. you don't have to add anything. But that's really the only other variation. I do kind of like the permanent hash, like making the hash hash mark thing permanent so that you the can shame. Yards from the corner. Yes, yeah, so you can shame small fields. <laughs> uh, any any uh, variations you'd like to see? No, I think I'm with you. It's pretty okay. much um, good as is, right? It's good as is. Mm-hmm. Maybe um, it'd be interesting to have the, you know, the zones people talk about, like zone 14 or that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. Maybe to just overlay those on the top so, yeah. uh, so then people know what we're talking about. Okay. Yeah, that, 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 that should make it easier. I, did, I do love the idea, even though it would never, ever happen because it would be terrible, of like if you're going to go embrace the hockey-style shootout to have like the field extend behind the goal so you can like dribble around to the other side real fast and see what pops up. I'm kind of, I'm kind of in for that just to see what happens, lacrosse-style. <laughs> All right. I think we maybe have exhausted you don't uh, do that one? our field options. <laughs> I'm good, thank you. All right, fine. I am good. All right, so that, that is the field, mm-hmm. what the lines are, how, where we got them from, and what they all mean. Um, you've been listening to Soccer 101. I've been Daryl Grove. I've been Taylor Rockwell. Thank you for listening to Soccer 101. 